When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. This is The Rich Eisen Show. We're not one of those shows that starts with the Dallas Cowboys just because. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. I just have to say this to start this program based off of what I saw on Sunday night. These Dallas Cowboys are for real. On the show, Emmy Award winning actor Tony Shalou. Coming up, Academy Award nominated actor Adam Driver, MLB Network insider Tom Verducci. And now it's Rich Eisen. Yes, hour number two of the Rich Eisen Show is on the air right here on the Roku channel and also this Rich Eisen Show terrestrial radio network program that uh, we're thrilled to have in your ear gate. Also, Sirius XM, we say hello to your audience, as well as Odyssey as well. And 844-204-RICH is the number to dial here on the program. Our number two kicks off. We are thrilled to have right here on the Rich Eisen Show in studio, the man who plays Ferrari himself in the new film Ferrari that's available in theaters nationwide on Christmas Day. Another fantastic movie directed by Michael Mann and in it, the actor Adam Driver here on the Rich Eisen Show. Great to see you, sir. Yeah, thank you very, very much for having me. Dude, you're great in this movie. Thank you very much. You are very welcome. How thank do you, you how do you how do you get into the this role? I mean, it seemed like you transformed yourself, clearly. Uh, how did you prepare and get into this role for Ferrari? I, a lot a lot of it winds up being kind of by osmosis. You know, we shot it all in Modena and we're there a month before it started and the prosthetics and Michael is had uh, he's very much into internal life. He so for him the key to the character was someone who the mentality of a racer, someone who is, you know, pro, myopic focus for a prolonged amount of time. So we raced a lot of cars in California, or here uh, in Modena, and you know when we we're shooting with just the chassis of the cars that we used in the movie that were weren't uh, didn't have shells on them yet. So yeah. that's that's the, the the cars that we see in the in the film. Is yeah, what you're saying. yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Some some of them are the real deal, which were you know shipped with you know, security guards. About to say, yeah. Did you get behind the wheel of one of those? No, 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 no. They, there's like a guy that stands behind cones and just like you know keep keep moving. Keep. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but Michael, he's 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 like that. He'll ship a car from he shipped to one of the Maseratis, and you know strapped nine uh, microphones to it and took it through a tunnel because he just just for the sound it's never in the movie but the sound of it is not going to be just just for the sound because you can't duplicate it so he, he's he's a relentless in his kind of quest for it being authentic and right. then just by being there in the place you uh it, it just kind of naturally happens right it's it's kind of like going to a a, a different country adjusting to a time zone of a different country you 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 go to London or and you're all, all messed up for a couple of days and then just just naturally you start adjusting to the time. It's the same same thing with playing a character for like that for 14 hours a day for months. You well, w- without thinking about it, you naturally just start to. Well, the neat thing is there's a source material. There's a book yeah, on yeah. which this film is based. Enzo Ferrari, The Man, The Cars, The Races, The Machine by Brock Yates. I imagine you devour Read that, that book, correct? Yeah. Piero Ferrari, who's in the movie as a, as a kid, was right. b- opened the doors literally to Enzo's house. And Enzo, you know, his brief, he was in his office and opened up a briefcase that he hadn't even seen. So we're watching him watch, you know, open his father's briefcase and going through all of his stuff. How do you keep from wanting to 
you know, not want to dive into it yourself, right? I mean, you, oh yeah, you, you, yeah. He showed all the ties, all of everything that he wore. The 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 barber shop that's in the movie is the actual barber shop where he got his hair cut. The guy who's cutting his hair is the grandson of the guy who actually cut his hair. <laughs> wow. The mad, the crash at the end of the movie is where the crash is. That is, yeah, yeah, yeah. Without giving it too much, I know because it was yeah. The, there's a, such a it's a jarring finish straight yeah. up, like, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and the way it builds and the way that everything's going and 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 the film again um, is about Ferrari's life and at this very specific moment in time. So um, and there there are some thrilling race moments, but this is really a story about Enzo Ferrari, who he is, his family life, how it made him who he was, right. and what happened at this very important moment in the mid fifties. Yeah, in his it's, life. It's a very character driven film. If if it's not, if people are expecting it to be just nonstop racing with no with a very weak you know uh, plot, it's not that. It's very much about him at a you know. The death rate, I think, of his drivers in the late 50s, like 55 to 57, something like 50%. And uh, his business, the, also the racing world was changing. It was uh, suddenly television was coming in and how uh, he, his business was going under because he was more interested in racing than he was selling commercial vehicles. And then uh, personally, his uh, his wife, you know, they had lost a son and their relationship was very business oriented and he had a... Uh, a son with another woman named Lena Lardi. And, and that's he Piero. Was, yeah, right. And that's Piero. And he was, um, you know, do I take the name uh, Lardi or, or Ferrari? So, But then uh, Michael's key into that is someone who's a racer, who who is calm on the surface, but kind of furiously paddling underneath and has to stay, you know, at least project an image of um, control, you know, as as racers uh, do. They they're have to... St- are aware of every everything around them in a way to become, you know, hyper-focused. So uh, Adam Driver here on the Rich Eisen Show, again, Ferrari in theaters nationwide on Christmas Day. What do you, knowing Ferrari, obviously, is, as well as you, you, you must, what do you think Enzo Ferrari would think of what Formula One looks like right now? What do you think? Oh, would say about that. I, I don't, I'm not, I'm not so keyed into what Formula One is now. Well, it's just, it's... As commercial, huge, as huge as it gets right now. Right, I mean, right, it right. is an international sport that is on par with everything else right now that everybody wants to see and watch. Right, Certainly right. now, even in America right now. Right. So I, I guess, you know, what would he think, I, I guess, of something that is so significant in the racing world when he was involved in a race that, that went so poorly for him, I guess. Uh, right. Well, I guess, I mean, you would ask Enzo what, what was his favorite car was, and he would always be the, it'd always be the next one was the answer. And you go to the factory, because I went to the Ferrari factory, and yes. you watch them make these cars, yes. and I was expecting it to be like a, um, you know, I, I don't know, people, it's just one guy's job is to pull some heavy thing down, and like steam comes out, and it's, you know, but it, right. but it, it looks like a science lab. You know, there are people in white coats just immaculate, go, go, yeah, going over a, a small detail, you know, for... It feels like you're walking into, yeah, like a science lab. It doesn't feel like any, any greasy or, you know, messy. It's it's very clinical. There's nobody going underneath, you know, underneath no. the car right now to no, check no, on no. the carburetor. No, 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 no. It's, you know, I love it's a bunch of people on lab coats. So then what'd you learn about him? What'd you learn about him when it's all said and done about Enzo Ferrari, Adam? Well, uh, kind of very... Uh, and there's uh, well, a lot of people had their own versions of who he was, but mm-hmm. I I really liked the idea that he was very aware of his image and uh, played up to it, mm-hmm. and uh, he kind of embodies something that I aspire to in life. I feel like when things are um, bad for me, I kind of let everybody around me know it. Yes. But but he was very contained and calm under pressure, and and this is all pre psychology, so he's not. He's not also self-analytical. He, he is uh, instinctual and all about moving forward and doesn't second-guess impulses. You know, Adam Driver here on the Rich Eisen Show. You got a good um, Michael Mann story you want to share? What do you got for me? Yeah, my, fa- my favorite Michael Mann story actually was, I have lots of them, but okay. my favorite one that kind of, uh, for me, uh, uh, says who Michael was. We were in pre-production for this uh, for Ferrari, and we were here and we were going to go do a makeup test in some factory somewhere. Mm-hmm. And Michael likes to get in the car with you, which I didn't know. He likes to ride in the car so he can talk to you and, and you know, talk on the phone and like kill a lot of birds with a lot of stones. And uh, he wanted to get coffee, and he was like, do you want coffee? So we pulled over to the side of the road at this 7-Eleven, 
and we got a coffee. We get back in the car. This will get good. I am am completely locked in. I'm completely locked in. We get on the highway, and he's like, oh, I I left my... uh, my wallet back in the Seven Eleven. So there's like a, a local road on the side. So we, we get off and we go back to this like really busy intersection. It's mm-hmm. like three lanes here divided by a median, three lanes going the opposite direction. It's repeated on all four sides. Yes. And we were, we pulled up to the stoplight for maybe 10 seconds and Michael's in the back with me and he just, he's like, I'll be right back. Opens the door, runs across the lane of traffic to the left, jumps over the median, runs across three lanes of oncoming traffic runs uh, in the parking lot into the 7-Eleven and disappears in the door. I can't remember if the door of our car was open or closed, but for the sake of the story, I'll just say it was open. And uh, it has still uh, not turned green. And uh, then then before it turns green, Michael comes busting back out, running across the parking lot, again across three lanes of traffic, jumps over the median another lane of traffic gets in our car and then you would think you would then go left yeah. when it turns left when the light actually does but then tried to convince the driver to go cross over two lanes of traffic to get back on the highway because he didn't want to waste any more time because he uh because we had to make it to this makeup test so that that's michael okay. in a nutshell i have one follow-up if you yeah, don't mind yeah, yeah. adam driver yeah, yeah. did he have a slushy in his hand no like, no what, what, what did he no. come out of 7-eleven with? with it with his wallet Okay. Yeah. That's it. That's it. You want, you want a taquito it, or a hot dog? I just don't know. No, no, no. Yeah, he just wanted a coffee. And that, the, the coffee was still in the car. He just wanted to go get his wallet because he left it there. Understood. Yeah, yeah. It yeah. makes sense. Okay. Just didn't know if he came back with anything else. No, no, no. My God. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My and oddly, God. you 700 bucks in cash. <laughs> yeah. He robbed it. He robbed the 700 <laughs> yeah. came out. Fantastic. Yeah. Uh, he turned I, into Neil McCauley and he, he... I love that. Ferrari again in theaters nationwide on Christmas Day. Uh, everyone should go see it. It is awesome. The cast is unbelievable. Penelope Cruz, Shailene Woodley, Patrick Dempsey, just to name three along with you, Adam Driver. Uh, when we have somebody of your stature with a significant filmography and career, we have a, se- a segment called Celebrity True or False about uh, your career. Okay. We wish to know if these are actually true facts that we've seen online and about written about you or if they're false, if you don't okay. mind. Sure, okay, sure. And we, we actually have a great production value to go with it. Please hit it <laughs> for Adam Driver. Celebrity, true or false? You can't handle the truth. There you go. That's it. Again, I know you did just at SNL, so you you appreciate great production value. Yeah, for a fourth time. Exactly. There you go. Yeah. Uh, All right. First up, Adam Driver, true or false? You spent your first big acting paycheck from Law and Order on a pair of Air Jordans. That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, uh, first of all, uh, who were you in this Law and Order? Um, I was, I think the character's name was Will Slansky. I, I did it I kind of, twi- yeah, oh, yeah, is, that, yeah. is that Will right there on the I screen? I think so. Okay. I think so. I did it. I did the, the mothership one. Okay. And then the SVU. I both uh, played creeps. That's my, that was my niche. <laughs> okay. All right. And still is. All right. Yeah. And do we know, uh, what was the, what was the, uh, what was the pair of Air Jordans? What I was can, uh, uh, no, I don't know the name of them. I still okay. have them in my closet. You do? Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, and right. I don't wear them. Uh, they, they are very dusty. They have like a kind of like a clear plastic panel on the back part of the shoe and it's okay. kind of like filled with dust and, okay. uh, and I don't clean them and I don't wear them. So then why, why Air Jordans? You just wanted Because I always wanted a pair when I was a kid and we couldn't afford them. So, and I would, I had one pair of nikes that i got at a garage sale this is in indiana uh-huh. this is a small mishawaka indiana but but we couldn't afford air jordans so when i could actually when i actually had money uh that was the first thing i wanted to get to me that symbolized you know like Man, i respect that were you a jordan fan oh yeah yeah massively yeah it was like the late 90s i should have been a pacers fan but because we were a little closer well because jordan was jordan so, so i you know so all all of uh that was my he was he was my uh my childhood so jordan Hero. over reggie miller is what you're saying at yeah, the time. yeah 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 you even <laughs> shouldn't you, you say that no it's okay you yeah. make the face you no, which no, is good I, enough you made the nod towards the <laughs> yeah, no i know what's coming the, yeah. Indiana, Indiana <laughs> yeah, fan. yeah but I, are you wearing jordans right now yeah it, yeah i am it was the first yeah. thing that we talked about when he came out yeah, yeah. okay yeah no and i know what year this was maybe we can pinpoint what jordans you bought yeah what year was this no 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 whatever year that was whatever whenever he was will the creep on law and order okay but i didn't even know they were like you know air ones like i didn't know anything about you know the i just knew that i went and bought the first pair of jordans that looked like and 
and they're still in your closet. Still in my closet. Yeah, I'll, I'll take a picture. I, 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 we'd, we'd appreciate <laughs> that. Yeah, we'll take it. All right, uh, second uh, item, Adam Driver. True or false, you landed girls thanks to spontaneously licking Lena Dunham's arm during the audition. True or false? Oh, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Apparently, you know, you don't remember your. I, I would imagine you I licked a that. lot of people. <laughs> I had the Jordans. I was feeling very confident. Okay. All right. Yeah. So that's. I, I, yeah, I don't we've ever had a, a pass yeah, a before. Either it's true or false. But yeah, yeah. I don't know if that's if that's what she said. Then they, okay. Apparently. But okay. that's not. Well, I don't remember. Like I, I, I got it. You know, I, I licked her. I. I know that was a. Okay, good I don't enough. even remember licking her. Okay, I, I at all her. the arm or anything like that. No, I mean, yeah. Okay. If you should, right. No, I mean, I probably did at some point. Okay, yeah. very good. Yeah. Well, you got the role. Yeah. And yeah, obviously, yeah, yeah. it's it's yeah. led it's to a confusing time. It's, you know. led, it's led to a few things. <laughs> yeah. uh, yeah. All right. Uh, next up, true or false? Before filming Patterson, you got a commercial driver's license so you could legally drive a city bus while filming in Patterson, New Jersey. Yes, that's true. Yeah. So you went through training for it or something? Yeah, like that? actually, oddly enough, there was a, a, a driving school in Queens, I think, called the Ferrari Driving School. Get out of here! Yeah, yeah, I, I just put that together. Yeah, I have a, the certificate for it and everything. So what? So you you went to Ferrari Driving School? Yes, yeah, to yeah. learn how to operate a city bus. Yeah, but it wasn't like Ferrari Ferrari. It was just <laughs> it was just like it was probably so it's a guy was, named Ferrari Ferrari with one R. <laughs> <you know? laughs> Gus Ferrari. Yeah, it's yeah. Gus's Tom bus. Ferrari's <laughs> Driving <laughs> School. There are two Tom people. Ferrari. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. the, the, the dumber brother, you know. So you went through the process. Yeah, of that? I knew that we were going to be shooting this movie, and I, I, I didn't want it to get to the part where suddenly Jim Jarmusch, who yes. directed the movie, was limited by shots that we could do and by the schedule. By you know, suddenly having to compromise and getting a stunt driver. So I'm like, well, if I get my license. And I know there was a lot of scenes where I'm driving. I didn't want to think about the mechanical parts of it. I feel yes. like I should know that stuff because he would know that stuff. And, not, and then I can be a, you know open to actually act and not, not look like I was just kind of making it up. I feel sure. like those people have such a rhythm and I, I needed to know that rhythm. And the only way to do it was, in my mind, was to get a, was to get a bus license. Is it, is it like... Getting your driver's license, where you somebody got in and, yeah. and you had to go through a test drive oh, yeah, with yeah, somebody. Yeah. And a really angry guy was really so mad at me. Even the, <laughs> even the guy before gave me like an advice about like because uh, you have to. You know, it's very specific about crossing train tracks, and he he gave me the wrong information. Oh uh, boy! And the guy almost lost it on me, but I passed. Like I I, I did it. That's pressure. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it's it's uh, it's tough in New York to drive around or uh, to get your license in a bus is. Uh, yeah. Uh, it was intense. I love it. Ferrari. You went to a place called Ferrari for that. Yeah. All right, two more, Adam Driver. True or false? You turned down an invitation from Mark Hamill to hang out while shooting The Last Jedi because you didn't want to break character of Kylo Ren. False. I'm so glad you're asking me about okay. that. The, 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 to, about totally false. We, we, uh, th there's so many things in Star Wars that are totally false. Okay. No, no, it was, it was literally a thing of scheduling. We we met and we were, he he wanted to talk and get, get together at some point to talk about our characters and I was totally down I and um and, and then he kind of left you know and our schedules were not on the same page so it really was just a matter of scheduling it wasn't because I wanted to stay in character I I you know I love Mark I was not gonna like I mean my God turn it's... down a dinner with Mark to talk about the character that would be <laughs> that would be crazy okay so yeah. I'm glad we're clearing that oh yeah up. yeah 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 what That's... else you want to clear up that maybe... <laughs> is there anything else oh yeah well, maybe maybe all we'll right see uh, what well here's another one uh, true or false you took home your costume and lightsaber from the last Jedi when you filmed. When you finished filming, true. That's true. I have all that. Is that next to the Air Jordans? Uh, no, different, different. I have like different a office and okay. I have with all this, you know, similar. I, I don't. And then I go and I pray to myself. When I, no, uh, okay, very good. <laughs> very good. Was it an immediate yes when you were offered for Kylo Ren? No, 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 no. No, I wanted to think about it. It was when we were shooting Girls, okay. and I was a fan of the. I was a fan of Star Wars, and I didn't not, want it to right? be bad. Okay. And and there was no script to read. 
That was that was part of the gig. You 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 could get the part, but then uh, after you agreed to do everything, then they put you in a tiny room and, and allowed you to read the script for the first time. What do you mean? What are you talking about? Like like it's top secret? Is what yeah. you're saying? Oh yeah 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 yeah. JJ walked me through what he wanted to do with the character, but you had to sign up and be like, okay, yeah, I'm going to do it. So then once you once I did that, you know, we, I went to London to start for pre production. There was like there was a tiny room down the hall. You can go in there and read the script and. Uh, so I was reading it for the first time. And then you had to leave it there. Yeah, then you had to leave it there. Yeah. That was the first one. It's like top secret. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It was massive. Massively. We had special uh, stuff and everything. But did you know <laughs> Did you know that at least you were you're, you're playing Vader 2.0? Like, at least did you know that as yeah. conceptually? I did. Yeah, in? yeah. And I had an overall arc that in mind that he wanted to do, which, you know, then changed. But his idea was that... Almost the opposite journey of Vader, where Vader starts the most confident, the most, uh, you know, committed to the dark side. And by, you know, the um, the last movie, he's he's the most vulnerable and weak. And he yes. wanted to start at the opposite, where the, this character was the most confused and vulnerable. And by the end of the the three movies would be most committed to the dark side. So the, I tried to keep that arc in mind, regardless if that wound up not being the journey anyway because, because it changed obviously yeah, as we well, were shooting yeah right right but i was still kind of focused on that when did it change uh, uh well with with ryan he took it into a different direction but still okay. it kind of still tracked with the character then the last one it, it changed okay in, into being you know uh, about them and the dyad and and things like that and then again so you and, and and kind of evolving into ben ben solo with right. that, that was never part of it that wasn't either no 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 because well ben solo he was ben solo from the beginning right. but it wasn't it was never a version where we actually see ben solo when when i first signed up for it well i mean again so you're a star wars guy just like you know most everyone in the human race right? yes yeah, yeah so what was it like for you adam driver when Harrison Ford's on the set and you know you're about to do what you're about to do to Han Solo. Yeah. What was that like for you? Um, a lot of the first movie was denial. That it, I mean, those movies are action adventure, sure. thing, but in between takes, they're pure comedy. You know, it, it's uh, stormtroopers trying to sit down. You know, <laughs> it's like uh, people trying to look, uh, move around and, and running into walls because they're wearing masks. Okay. And, you know, it's like <laughs> Chewy, like trying to eat, uh, you know, yogurt and lift up his <laughs> Uh, so I tried to like block out all of that, right. but then there's so much Star Wars iconography and Harrison Ford that you want to try to stay focused. But from what I remember that day was mostly about Harrison. Harrison was like, you know, it's, it's seemingly from the outside was an emotional thing. It was, a yeah. thing it was, you know, him and his son and me and our father and all that stuff was coming out in the scene. And I remember we were on this big catwalk mm -hmm. that we were shooting it. And we're just him and I, and we're talking and he was like looking around and he goes, you know, look what we get to do. Isn't this so great? You know, and I, I was, you know, I, I would think that he would be cynical or over it. And it was the exact opposite. He was very emotional and open and, uh, just as about, he was a Han Solo is about to eat it. This is what he's yeah, saying. To you? Yeah. 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 Like he was so excited to be like he, how lucky he was to be shooting this movie and, and this character and uh, like uh, how, how great filmmaking is, you know, it was, it was very earnest and uncynical and, uh, pretty, pretty great. You, I mean, he's, but you know, he's Indiana Jones. He's in the fugitive. He's Dr. Richard Campbell. Yeah. 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 And yeah. you were kind of like the one-armed man in that instance. <laughs> it's With one way of looking saber. at it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, and then I licked him. <laughs> <laughs> Which is odd. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. A, that's, you know, that's, got an the part. that's an approach. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's an approach. <laughs> I mean, my gosh, that yeah. is unbelievable. But it is heavy. It was, it was nerve-wracking. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Do you have people who, like, stare at you in real life? Like, you you, you did it? You you killed Han Solo? Do you get people, like, pissed at you when you... No, okay. initially... Well, in the premiere, I was worried because people were watching it for the first time, and yeah. I, I was like, oh, my God, they're going to riot. And they're going to be like, there yeah. he is, and, you know, <laughs> let, let's get him. But it, it all was fine. And then, like, every, every one, less now, actually. I kind of said it recently that... The, the, but it's not really something that happens all the time. But right. for, a, for a while, a couple years afterwards, like, why'd you kill Han Solo? Like, like I, I have no choice in this shit. You know, they... 
asked me to be there and I <laughs> stabbed him and that was it. Uh, that was part of the script. Right. And then you but, moved on. Yeah. Oh my God. All right. Quick, but my, my memories of that were actually very nice. I mean, regardless of uh, just stabbing him and, you know, and right. falling down the shaft. Well, just a moment for me, if you don't mind, um, you know, my daughter, Taylor, 10 years old, she was Kylo Ren for Halloween. Really? Uh, I wonder if you don't mind, what, what do you think of the form here? Oh, great. What do you yeah. think? Yeah, very good. What do you think? Menacing? Oh, yeah, what do you yeah. Think? The yeah, it's a good angle. Okay. Right? The the saber, do you think it's uh, she's wielding it properly? I mean, it's okay. She you can be she, critical. No, it's she right. needs some gloves. Okay. She has kind of like a chewy there to the right. Yes, she does. <laughs> a real life one? I like, I like the shoes, too. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. Okay, good. It's good. Yeah, it's not, it's not uh, totally flat because if someone was attacking from the, you know, you need a little... Uh, an angle, you know, I, to kind of ricochet off the I other way. Didn't even think about oh, yeah. that. If it was flat, and then it would just uh, uh, when okay. you hit. Uh, I'm trying to come up with something. No, it's okay. No, it's okay. It's great. She'll love <laughs> yeah, that. This is She'll great for him. Excellent. I appreciate you saying that. Yeah. And last one: Is it true you wear the Kylo Ren mask while driving? Is That's that not true? true. No, no, no. Not, no, I have a couple masks. I have a couple okay. sabers. I have a blaster. I, I try to keep a lot of stuff from. Okay. That from the set well we're having a blast with you here thank you for coming out well thanks for having me like that's we, it we, that's I, it yeah i mean oh, wow I've, you want to talk sports at all you gotta, no i don't know I don't, i've I don't already know. done enough with the okay. pacers <laughs> okay good enough um and i do i mean i do like reggie miller i like him as a commentator I, he, uh, he, is, he is doing a very good job yeah. oh and then it's last one for you uh great job on on snl that ah, was fantastic i had no thank idea you. you played the piano like that yeah number yeah, one yeah. yeah and then you as the baby He's a, yeah, yeah. Um, was autobiography. It was jarring. Yeah, I'll be honest with you. <laughs> seeing you as a little baby on a plane, it's a little jarring. And then the uh, the chocolate skit, we're just going to have to leave there. <laughs> when they're pitching this stuff to you, is there? I mean, are you all in on whatever the ideas are? Do totally. you come up with your own? What do you got? No, I, no. The monologue, I I have opinions about, or we talk about that. But sure. All the um, but the right, you know, they they the writers came up with the mo- most of that stuff. You just leave and it all the pros. skits. They, yeah, they. They ask you if you have any ideas, and I'm like, I got nothing. <laughs> and and every time they always come up with something really great, right? And weird and uh, interesting. One more, you get a robe. Yeah, yeah. That's gonna be. I mean, you get the you get the the, the number five robe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fantastic. The jacket. That's gonna yeah. be great. Or is but, it a jacket, or it looks like a robe to me? Uh, no. Is I think it's a jacket. Okay. But you might be right. It's right. a robe. Oh, well, you will have to know. So yeah. <laughs> uh, so there's some homework. I, we, we do need to see a photograph of these Air Jordans. We would love yes. to see oh, that. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. No, I'll, I'll, we'll, we'll connect with that. Yeah. Uh, and then homework for everybody out there. Go see Ferrari um, in theaters nationwide on Christmas Day. Again, uh, another revelatory performance by you, sir. Thank you very much. Huge fans Thank you. of yours here on this program. And you're welcome here anytime. Oh, I'll totally come back. Please, I appreciate great. that. That means a ton to us because we barely scratched the surface on uh, Celebrity True or False. Literally. Yeah, no, five, I, I have so up... many things to correct. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and we're here. We're here yeah. to help. We're here to help. There's an I in Rich and Eisen, but we're team players, Adam. Thanks for coming on here. Thanks for coming on All here. Right. Thanks, Thank Everybody you very check much. out Ferrari. We're about to show a clip when we come back right here on The Rich Eisen Show. It's that time of year, people. Spring has sprung, and that means spring cleaning, or at least the partner in your life is demanding that you do it. Whether that means stocking up on cleaning supplies or swapping out your winter clothes for new spring clothes, make sure you're using Ibotta and get real cash back with every purchase. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items from groceries to beauty supplies to toys. The average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip, that flight you've been eyeing, or the fancy dinner you've been craving. Join the over 50 million users and earn cash back every time you shop from over 2,700 brands and retailers. And right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 for just trying Ibotta by using the code Eisen when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use my code E-I-S-E-N. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use my code Eisen. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people, or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O-O'Reilly Auto Parts. 
They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. Back on the Rich Eisen Show radio network, part of uh, our Roku channel live feed. I'm sitting at the Rich Eisen Show desk furnished by Granger with supplies and solutions for every industry. Granger has the right product for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. That's awesome, man. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I love how you guys are most impressed by the Air Jordans. Yeah, first thing <laughs> I noticed. Yeah. Well, no, <laughs> we walked out. And, and that the story is that he bought Air Jordans. Oh, yeah, and he still day. has them. That's amazing. I think we all have that same story. When we were younger, we couldn't afford any. So then right. you get a little bit of scratch, and you're like, oh, I got to get some Jordans. There you go. You know? First pair of the uh, all grade 10s for me. Yeah. So while we were talking to Adam Driver, words I've never said before into this microphone, <laughs> the Chargers ruled Justin Herbert out for the season. Yep. He's done. Tom Pellicero reporting it's surgery today on the fractured right index finger. Ugh. Kind of important for throwing. And what a disastrous end to a season with so much hope and promise. When we were talking about the AFC this year and how deep it's going to be and how tough it's going to be because of Aaron Rodgers coming in from the NFC to the Jets and Joe Burrow being in Cincinnati and Deshaun Watson having his first full year in Cleveland and Justin Herbert was being mentioned amongst all of that with Jimmy Garoppolo in that division. But Herbert was being mentioned as this could be his MVP season because Kellen Moore was being brought in from Dallas to be the offensive coordinator and push the ball down the field and be the Sherpa for Justin Herbert in a way that previous administrations could not be. And he's now done for the year, and this team is going to put Easton Stick on the field, not against Jimmy Garoppolo on Thursday night, but Aiden O'Connell. And that leads me to point out with how deep the AFC was supposed to be. The quarterbacks I just mentioned, Rodgers, Burrow, Watson, now Herbert. All taken out by injuries. Season ending, too. I don't know what to make of it. Because it's kind of crazy. The the one you, you take a look at teams who's in the AFC whose quarterbacks have taken every snap that the coach wants them to take, right? I mean, mm-hmm. I, I bet you, you know, a couple of blowout wins in an early part of the season, Josh Allen didn't finish, right? Maybe, but... But but I'm just... But just in terms of you're starting every week, kind of crazy, coming in, if I told you Tua would be a guy who has taken every snap and started every game, and it would, you know, he hasn't taken many hits... Coming into the season, that's the guy you'd think, oh, Miami season is going to be on the brink because at some point he won't answer the bell. How about Russell Wilson? Russell Wilson's another in terms of his, I would imagine, what, his, uh, his, I guess, his play or his results yeah, yeah. or his efficiency or Especially anything like that. After they give up 70 and get blown out well, like that. But, but like, my point is just the injury front. Yeah. Right? So... But Denver is a guy, is a team, along with the Chiefs, that has started quarterbacks every single game. 
We're hoping C.J. Stroud will play this week. He's in concussion protocol. It looked awful. But everyone else in that division, you know, has had scary moments with their quarterbacks and lost them. Tannehill and Anthony Richardson. And then Trevor Lawrence remarkably answered the bell this past week. That didn't look very good. Every team in the North, Cincinnati, Pittsburgh, Cleveland. Cleveland's on four quarterbacks with Flacco. And Lamar is the only one standing. Now, the Patriots didn't get Mac Jones hurt. They just took him out. Yeah. But so let's remove them. You got the Bills and the Dolphins and the Ravens and the Jaguars and the Chiefs and the Broncos. Am I missing anybody? That's six teams in the AFC of the 16. And those could be six playoff teams. And we were talking about the AFC being so deep because of all the starting quarterbacks in there. And guys were going to miss it. And 10 of them are gone. I don't know what you do. Albert Breer, who maybe we'll get him on either tomorrow or later on, Breer. um, Breer's pointing out it's the offensive lines that are the issues in the NFL right now. You see the choppy play. You see the inconsistent play. You also see um, quarterbacks getting hurt. Because I'm telling you what, every single year I go to the combine and the defensive ends get bigger and faster and stronger. And the right and left tackles are built the same way. And if you don't have some physical freaks like Trent Williams or whatever. Tyron Smith. Another example. Then you are in trouble. And some of the line play you're seeing right now leads to, I think, a lot of the inconsistent play. And a lot of the quarterbacks are also inexperienced coming in as backups. Our friend, you know, the pastronaut threw a medicine, a medicine ball, a hospital ball, literally to Justin Jefferson. He went to the hospital, thank goodness for precautionary reasons. But a lot of these quarterbacks, they're, they're, they're not as experienced, and the offensive linemen are not nearly keeping up with the speed of the defenders that are coming in like Micah Parsons, right? Miles Garrett. And you put it all <laughs> together, and they're – Six teams in the AFC and 10 teams in the AFC. Six have their starters start in every game and 10 of them do not. 844-204-RICH, number to dial when we come back over. Reaction Monday still to come. And Otani uh, is deferring. Poor guy. Isn't he? Well, he... Well, it's gonna be, it's gonna you be know, like a popper. Figuratively, <laughs> not literally. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs all in before you purchase so all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for twenty dollars off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for twenty dollars off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the sleep number smart bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner. So you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The Sleep Number sleep that you get is 
unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show, game time tickets. It's that time of year for you to go take your family to a concert, uh, anything that you want to go for a sporting event, hoops, hockey, go for it, football, check it out. Maybe if you're traveling somewhere, there's a comedy show. Sarah just did one in, uh, in Atlanta, right? Um, there's uh, all sorts of events you can take your family to. Game time tickets is your portal. Go and put it on a mobile device right now, and it's so easy. It's so it, it's so pleasing to the eye to take a look at it. You can buy tickets in seconds with two taps, and the best thing is you can see the view from your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive, and then you know exactly what to expect to come out of your wallet the minute that you check on these tickets because all-in prices show your total up front. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, use the code RICH, that I'm giving you for $20 off your first purchase. Restrictions do apply. Visit GameTime.co for terms. Again, create an account. Redeem the code RICH, $20 off. Download GameTime today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Al in Dallas, you're here on the Rich Eisen Show. What's up, Al? <laughs> What's up, Al? My mom, more gabba go, more gabba go. Hey, Richard, how are you, buddy? Uh, yeah, Listen. buddy. <laughs> you must be out of, the, out of your gourd about Tommy DeVito, pal, about your G-Men, right? Did, did Tommy's did Tommy's agent whack Johnny Ola by any chance? Uh, do, uh, you saw what I said, right? I mean, I, I know no, nobody got it. You know, I I needed Del Tufo there uh, to to understand uh, no. what I was talking about. <laughs> Thanks, Al. Yeah, yeah. No, excuse uh, me. <laughs> He's it's not anything against you, Jason. You don't have a working oh, knowledge of Godfather man. Part Two like he does. It. You know, yeah. Al and I were out drinking. I thought we were buddies now. Oh, um, yeah. no, we are. We are. It's just, you know, you're, hey, you're, listen, you're, listen. You're, it's a glass is half full. All right, everybody. Yeah. This is this is a great NFL story. This is a great New York, New Jersey story. It's not a great Giants story uh, because their their success uh, is going to just be kicking the can down the road a little bit. I mean, I can't. The, 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 the schedule makers didn't do them any favors by scheduling the Eagles uh, twice in the last four weeks. The only thing could possibly be that the Eagles like. You know, take a knee in the last game of the year, but this is a great story. Uh, you know, you got to love this kid's moxie. You got to love his bravado. You got to love the fact that he doesn't get sacked like Dave Brown. I mean, Daniel Jones. Nice. Uh, you know, it's just it, it, it is great though. It's entertaining as all get out. And I just want to uh, uh, say one last thing, Richard, if you wouldn't mind. Um, you know, the boy. I saw the boys uh, a, a little while ago. They noticed that I'm on this big weight loss journey too. The biggest problem Del Tufo is going to have is the guy doesn't like to go to the hip for new clothes, so he's going to look like a he's going to look like a bag man wearing all those baggy clothes uh, <laughs> that he gets on the arm, unless he's on a world tour shaking people down for free stuff. No, Al. Al, Al here's here's what's going to happen. A world Al, tour. I know Mike like anybody else. Okay, the Super Bowl is around the corner. Yep. Free oh, stuff. Baby. Okay, updated free stuff. I'll just downsize. That's all. And by downsize, double XL to XL. No, no, no. By downsize, I mean he'll just have a size less than what he's been wearing. Not that he'll downsize without using both fists to grab. Is what I'm saying. (laughs) Mike Del Tufo doesn't have two outfits. Gentlemen, have a. uh, If I don't speak to you, have a great holiday. Right back at you. Thank you very much. It's Alan Dallas. Be well, dude. Great to chat with him. (laughs) So Shohei Otani says yes to the Dodgers. And uh, all we're focused on is 10 years, $700 million. Like, of course, the Dodgers can afford that. Who else can afford that? You know what? Then we learn (laughs) yesterday that Otani is going to get $700 million from the Los Angeles Dodgers. But not over the first 10 years of this contract. As a matter of fact, he's only going to get $20 million from the Los Angeles Dodgers over this contract. For ten for tw- ten years, he's going to get twenty million over the first decade of this contract. What do you mean, Rich? It's only a ten-year contract. Well, he's deferring sixty-eight million dollars a year in the ten years after this contract. So we're all talking about. Isn't this amazing? How the New York Mets are paying Bobby Bonilla one million dollars 
every single year because he deferred all this money. And man, and then we take a look at what the lowest paid players on the Mets are like and how Bonilla is making more than some of these players. And ha 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 Well, Bobby Bo has looked at uh, um, Otani, who's looking at Bobby Bo saying, hold my, what, uh, Asahi? Is that what it is? Saki bomb. <laughs> I don't know. I cannot believe it. Yeah, it's kind of wild. And so everybody's out there saying, how is this legal? Because what this does is it keeps the Dodgers below the luxury tax threshold in a way that allows them to feel more free to get more players and maybe pitchers or, say, this fella Yamamoto, who's apparently here in Los Angeles meeting with a whole bunch of teams to see if he can bring a potential Cy Young talent to the mound. And what better way to tell Dodger fans we understand we need pitching than by pairing Otani with Yamamoto and figuring out maybe a year from now it'll be Otani and Yamamoto 1-2 in their rotation. And you're like, how is this legal? How is Major League Baseball going to allow one of the richest teams on planet Earth to pay Otani $2 million a year like he's a middle infielder who plays three times a week? Right. <laughs> and then later on, it'll be $68 million a year from what, 2034 all the way to 2043. As I said on my Twitter feed yesterday, the rest of the Dodgers of those years will be paid like the Las Vegas Athletics. That's crazy, man. You ain't promised those years. And the answer to your question, if you say there's no way Major League Baseball is going to allow this, right? There's no chance this is legal. The answer to that is it sure is legal. And Jeff Passan of ESPN tweeted out the specific article in the collective bargaining agreement that reads, quote, it's article uh, XVI. Don't worry. We don't let you have to do the uh, Roman numerals. It's Article 16. Hey. There shall be no limitations on either the amount of deferred compensation or the percentage of total compensation attributable to deferred compensation for which a uniform player's contract may provide. In other words. Yeah, what's that mean, Rich? You can go and do what the Dodgers just did. And you could sit here and go, well, why would they allow that? Why would they write a rule that allows the Dodgers to do that? Because nobody in their right mind ever thought a player <laughs> would ever say, keep your $680 million for the moment. Mm -hmm. I'll take it when I turn 48. I'll just take $2 million a year right now and know that when I join your organization, my off-the-field opportunities and dollars coming in will be so insane, I'm not going to be... Okay. At all. Be hurting. Struggling for my next meal. That's a very good point, too, I guess. Hello. They never <laughs> thought in a million years a player would ever say that. And sure enough, I'd love to know. And that's one of the questions I'm going to ask Verducci. Does he know? Who was the one who broached the subject? Did Otani basically say, I'll, I'll just take, how, how does two million a year sound? Or did the Dodgers broach the subject and say, how much money can we defer because we, we'd like to avoid paying the Baltimore Orioles money yeah. because we're aggressive enough to get you and they're not going to take our money and put it into their players. They're going to line the Angelos mint with it. We don't want to do that. So how much money are you willing to defer? And did Otani then basically say, how does, you know, 90% of it, 90% yeah. of it sound to you. <laughs> How about how about almost all of it? Yeah. Does that how does that how do you want to try that one on for size? And how do you think the angels must be like? Was this a possibility this entire time? Because we'd have been able time? to pay you that way the a long time, time ago. <laughs> like when when yeah. when did you decide to cough up sixty eight of seventy million dollars a year right now so we could pay you later on? And by the way, I'm hearing, you know, I, I'm seeing as well, they're deferring a ton of money to Mookie and Freddie Freeman, too. Yep. yep. 
because Mookie apparently has a residence in Tennessee where there's no state tax. And Freddie Freeman apparently has one in Florida, I guess, where there's no state tax. And Otani will be like, I'll be in Japan collecting $68 million a year. So, hey, Gavin Newsom, see ya. I'm not paying your taxes, except $2 million. Yeah, you could have that. Mitchell Schwartz with the tweet of the day. Our favorite uh, member of the tribe. Chiefs. Former chief offensive lineman who lives out here. The biggest Otani question is how he's going to live in Los Angeles and only $2 million a year. Good. Good real estate joke. That's Good real estate joke. Taxes too, right? So you got to take taxes out. So what's he getting, Chris? Like one, f- eh, one three, one three. whatever, one two maybe. Dude, That's, Cooper and I, you know, we talked. Like we still we talked about it the other day because we went to uh, an Angels game, you know, last uh, September, and there were Otani advertisements all over the stadium. To the point where they, they were even advertising, what, Japan's favorite cat food? Yep. Mm-hmm. And then Otani had nothing to do with that, I don't imagine. But Otani's cologne, Otani's this, Otani's that. It's all over. What do you, you don't think it won't be all over the stadium? Hey, Otani, defer 90% of your salary. You want, you, want a, you want a billboard out there in left field for your cologne? Yeah, the reports okay, are he makes almost $50 million in Great. endorsements. What does he need it? You so, keep it. You keep it, L.A. Yeah, yeah, there it is. Get us some better players. That's coming to Chavez Ravine, everybody. Kose. Kose. Smell like Otani. Does that mean you smell like money? Because if so, I'm in it. Yeah. There it is. Chiru. No, Japan's number one cat treat. Is that coming to Chavez Ravine? You better believe it. Man. There it is. Uh, these are all pictures I took. <laughs> Forgot about. By the way, yeah, I'm no photo credit. You didn't for us. <laughs> no photo credit. <laughs> so keep him. your money. Keep your money. I want, Good the, lord. Does Stevie Cohen know this? Because I got a ton of questions for Tom Verducci, and he'll join us next overreaction Monday on a Tuesday, an hour three, and more of your calls. <laughs> This is amazing, man. I, I guess I'm about to say I've never seen this before, but none of us have because it's never happened. You know what I mean? Like this. Who's the next one? Take 90% of my salary, please. But again, it's not, like, it's not like it's the NFL where you have to fit under a cap. You don't have to. There's no cap in no baseball. Cap. They're, 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 they're no fitting cap. it underneath the luxury tax because they don't want to spend more money on top. This is an indictment. On the lower third revenue teams in the in Major League Baseball, we're not giving you money just because we signed Otani. Pound sand because half of you aren't going to try and compete with us anyway. So that's why they're doing this. It's kind of a joke, actually. That's why they're doing this. They're 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 not doing this because they have to in order to fit all these players on the same team because that's a hard cap, like the NBA or the NFL or a cap that you can circumvent. They're circumventing the luxury. This is like luxury tax evasion is what this is. And it is legal. And baseball, I'm wondering if they just made this legal and somebody in the Dodgers front office is like, you know, let's look up if he can defer 90% of his salary. And then they come back to the owners, the Dodgers, the lawyers are like, you're going to love our answer. (laughs) You're going to love our answer. And baseball might be like, Otani's given up how much? And then the Yankees are going to go to judge and say, hey, Aaron. Uh, <laughs> Got an offer for you. Yeah, there's sand. Pound it. <laughs> <laughs>